This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. You know who I can do without? I can do without the people in the video store. Which ones? All of them. This is Massive Late Fee with Mike and Mark. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to Massive Late Fee. My name is Mark. With me, as always, is my co-host, Mike. How are you doing, Mike? Not too bad. How about yourself? Good. We're doing good here at Massive Late Fee. We've got a lot of new things for you to listen to. If uh, if you're interested, we have our dumpster diving episodes that are every Friday. We have our house reviews, which are every Saturday. Currently, we this Saturday, you'll hear episode two of that, and... You know, Mike and I are, are having fun uh, watching House for you, so you don't have to. Or you can watch it along with us, I guess. But the speaking of things that we're probably not going to watch, uh, NBC Universal uh, has unveiled the name of their new streaming service, which is called uh, Peacock. One of the new shows that's going to be on the Peacock network is Dr. Death, starring Jamie Dornan and Alec Baldwin, which is... Uh, another podcast they've turned into a TV show. What's it called? It's called Dr. Death. Jeez. It's an adaptation of a chilling podcast that chronicled the downfall of a neurosurgeon responsible for dozens of patients' deaths. Huh. Sounds like a blast. Yep, absolutely. (laughs) Uh, The other one I know is Dirty John, which I think is a... Uh, originally written like it's a crime story or something like that but that was also that was also a podcast and that's a tv show now too so make a tv show out of uh, massive life for you guys who would you uh, want to play you oh matt damon i guess when i was 18 i looked a little like matt damon like the matt damon from uh, team america (laughs) (laughs) Who would, kid. who would play you? Idris Elba. Oh, okay, that makes sense. I can see that. So it's about two. It's about two attractive podcasters, you know, living their lives. Yep. So make that movie, NBC. Uh, but don't make this. <laughs> Seriously, I used to love this show, but don't make this. Apparently, one of the things that they're talking about bringing to the NBC Universal streaming service is a Saved by the Bell reboot. Yeah, I heard about that. Not with Zach Morris, though, apparently. What? Well, I guess, according to Mark Paul Gosler, he's he's on a new television show called Mixish, which is on ABC, which is owned by Disney, like Disney owns everything else. And he's like, well, you know, maybe they don't want me on it because it's like competing streaming services or whatever, which doesn't make a ton of sense to me, but I don't know. Maybe they just haven't talked to him about it yet. But apparently Mario Lopez, uh, Mr. Transphobic himself and Elizabeth Berkeley are the two that are going to return. And the plot of this is that... Zach Morris, who became governor of California, is facing backlash for closing low-income high schools. And uh, the affected students get sent to uh, the highest-performing schools in the state, including Bayside High. 
and then this causes a bunch of problems, I guess. So I don't know. Maybe they're they're teachers, uh, Slater and Jesse are teachers at the school, maybe, or maybe uh, Jesse's the principal and Slater's the wrestling coach or something like that. Right. And no one else is. No one besides those two has signed up. No, so far that's the only ones I. I mean, it's not like anybody else is busy. (laughs) Right. I know Lark Voorhees is. is too busy teasing her hair, I guess. <laughs> right. I don't know what she's been up to. Have you seen Mr. Belding lately? Not super recently. Mr. Belding looks like he ate the Max. Jeez. Yeah, he's he's gotten quite large. He's going to be pretty old now, like in the 70s, I'd imagine. Yeah, I, I would think so. Uh, the other thing they're talking about rebooting is Punky Brewster. Why? I don't know, and I don't know how you do that. Or who? Why? That makes no sense. She was an orphan, so I don't. I don't get it because what? What's the? What's the story now? Uh, the guy that took her in is dead. Brandon, the dog, is dead. <laughs> like, why? I don't understand. So, okay, so it says. That uh, a reboot... Oh, Dumpster Diving next week, the episode where she gets caught in the fridge? Yeah, we should definitely do that. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So let's say Soleil Moonfry, uh, she will reprise her role, uh, reportedly now playing a 40-something single mother of three. And that's it. Jeez. That's all they've they've got. What? It makes uh, no sense to me. Imagine how many kids you'd have if you hadn't got that breast reduction. <laughs> uh, what a crime against humanity. Anyway, <laughs> so uh, another big uh, piece of news is that Comcast, uh, which owns NBC Universal, is now uh, reducing the uh, cost of their Flexbox to, from $5 a month to nothing. Uh, I guess that... This Flexbox is what they uh, they use instead of uh, Roku or the Fire Stick, you know, the Apple TV thing, Chromecast, all that kind of stuff. Uh, so it, it allows you to get uh, streaming services and, and things like that. So if you if you have cable or your um, not cable service, internet service through Comcast, then you can get this box of theirs for free, so that you can see. Uh, NBC's new new streaming service. Yeah, so you can watch uh, Saved by the Bell, the reboot, without uh, Mark Paul Gossler yeah. or anybody else. Exactly. With just... If, if with, your favorite character was uh, A.C. Slater, yeah. then uh, you, Mario Lopez's mom, will be excited. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the last bit of news might have George Costanza's mom excited. I think she's still alive. I could have gone easy and went with the dad because I know that Jerry Stiller's still alive. No, he's not. Oh, he's dead? Big time. Oh, no. I didn't know Jerry Stiller died. I think he died. No, R.I.P. Jerry Stiller. He might be alive. (laughs) Uh, But Netflix uh, has landed the bidding war for Seinfeld. So, apparently now... Everything is up for grabs when it comes to streaming services and all these properties like The Office and, and you know, these other, like The Office and Friends and Seinfeld, these big 
these big um, properties, they're all kind of up for grabs. And Netflix has has gotten their their hands on Seinfeld, which was on Hulu. Uh, that's the last place I remember seeing it. So now it will appear on Netflix. Man, Netflix is like just giving Jerry Seinfeld all kinds of money. Yeah, absolutely. His comedians and cars, his uh, stand-up special, now this. Mm-hmm. Jerry Stiller is still alive, by the way. Though I think his wife had passed away. That's what I was thinking of. Oh, okay. Helen uh, or Anna and Mira, right? Yes. Yeah. Oh, she did die. Yes, 2015. He is 92 years old. Good for you, Jerry Stiller. Good for you, Jerry Stiller. So anyway. But yeah, it's, you know, I guess Netflix needed a win pretty badly because they're losing The Office, which is a huge, uh, you know, reason people, you know, like to have Netflix, I guess. And they're losing friends, you know, same thing. I guess a lot of people watch both those uh, those reruns on Netflix and uh, they needed something. Yeah. Uh, so they got it. But yeah, that's uh, all the news that I have for this week. We will move on to keeping current with Mike. This is where oh, we heavens. This is where we plumb the depths. Are you ready for this? Cuz I've got oh, I'm ready. Okay. I was going to say I've got something else I can do first, but I'll I'll save it for uh for after this, but we're okay. We're going to plumb the depths of celebrity gossip and figure out what's going on in the world. Mike, where are we going? Tigerbeat.com. Oh my god, Tigerbeat. Yeah, I don't know if they still make a magazine. When we were younger, they used to always have like a magazine though. Oh yeah. Trailer. Sophia Wiley shows off her dance skills in Disney Channel's upcoming show. Sophia Wiley. I don't know who she is. She's in some movie called Shook. Okay, well, Sophia Wiley, born January 7th, 2004, she's 15 years old, is an American actress and dancer known for his role as Buffy Driscoll on the Disney Channel series Andy Mack. Is that like a reboot of Alex Mack? I have no idea. It was a show, com- oh, it was a show created by Terry Minsky. Do you know, you know why that name might be familiar to longtime fans of the show? Why is it? Terry Minsky uh, created another show uh, called Lizzie McGuire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's uh, it's a show she created. Uh, went from January or went from 2017 to 2019. I guess this Sophia Widely was was uh, third build on this this cast. I let's see what's the plot of it. Uh, on the night on the night of her thirteenth birthday, Andy Mack's world is turned upside down when she discovers that the woman whom she believed to be her sister, Bex, is actually her mother. Wow! Jeez. So this is this is uh, Jack Nicholson's uh, life story. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Bobby Darren. Yeah, Andy joins her middle school frisbee team to get close to Jonah, whom. She- both she and her best friend Cyrus are developing romantic feelings for until she discovers that Jonah is her brother. Jeez. No, I'm just joking. (laughs) Jonah's got a high school girlfriend named Amber, though. Nice. So that's season one. (laughs) That's what happened in season one. Well, good for 
to her, I guess. I mean, I don't know what the hell's going on with this. Our next headline. Which Johnny Orlando song is your all-time favorite? Question mark. <laughs> is it What If, Sleep, Last Summer, or Waste My Time? Well, he sounds like a waste of my time. Johnny Orlando, is he, so is he Tony Orlando's son? I don't believe so. Johnny Orlando, uh, Johnny, John Vincent Johnny Orlando. That's his real name. His real name is Johnny Orlando. Huh. He is 16 years old and is a Canadian singer, songwriter, and actor. Ugh. Mm-hmm. He was born in uh, Mississauga, Ontario. Oh. Yeah, exactly. Oh, uh, let's see. Orlando first received attention on social media by posting covers of pop songs by artists such as Austin Mahoney, whoever that is, and Justin Bieber. I think uh, Austin Mahoney is a uh, Post Malone. No, that's not right. I don't know. He's like awesome posters to me. Well, anyway, so, oh, he was in, wait, are you kidding me? So this Johnny Orlando kid was Pinocchio in the 2012 live-action Pinocchio. Weird. Weird. Or no, I guess he did The Voice. Wasn't it? No. No, I'm thinking of Jonathan Taylor Thomas, but that was before, right? I don't know. Yeah, I think that's uh, Lion King. He was also on a, a a couple episodes of Super Y. Hmm. I did not care for that show. He was <laughs> he's on a web show called Chicken Girls. Huh? Is that, is that produced by uh, Mark McKinney? <laughs> is that uh, no? I think uh, I think it's Chicken Head Girls. <laughs> huh. <laughs> It's a teen drama starring Annie LeBlanc, who is Mark LeBlanc's daughter, I'm sure. I don't know who Mark LeBlanc is. He was um, Joey on Friends. Oh. Did I say Mark? I meant Matt. Matt LeBlanc. (laughs) Matt LeBlanc. Oh, she's not. I don't know who she is. But anyway, Chicken Girls. (laughs) The ensemble story follows a group of dancers known by their pet name, the Chicken Girls. Haven't we, haven't we, we talked about this before, didn't we? Didn't we talk I don't about? Know. I think we talked about the Chicken Girls at some point. It sounds familiar, but yeah. Oh uh, yeah, that's right. Because ep- season one's episodes are Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, then yeah. Halloween. Yeah, I don't know. Oh uh, yeah, we talked about the Chicken Girls for. I'm sure of it. Our, our next uh, headline, rip from the headlines. Mm-hmm. Buzz, watch Annie and Haley LeBlanc premiere the first season of Annie versus Haley, season two. First <laughs> episode. Well, Annie LeBlanc's from that Chicken Girls thing. Yeah, so there you go. <laughs> Haley LeBlanc, I don't know who that is, probably. It must be her sister. Or her daughter. I don't know, they both look uh, like they're children. Well,. I, I guess, um, let's see, Annie LeBlanc is 14, so. Yeah, she looks like that age. I'm hoping it's not her daughter. Yeah, I don't think so. Let's see, I don't know. There's just other stuff about her. Huh. 
Yeah, so that's get, get looking forward to that, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. Back to you, Mark. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So before we get to the parents' guide game, uh, this won't be you know an every episode occurrence, but I thought it would be fun to go and uh, do some quizzes with uh, with Mike here. So. I've got one from Zimbio.com. Uh, it's, it's, you know, it's funny because a lot, most of the time these quizzes are like, no one can get 100% or, or, or stuff like this. This one sets you up for failure, I think. Sets you up to, to feel like an asshole. Every fan should be able to ace this super easy Game of Thrones quiz. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. So... First question, <clears throat> who is this? And it's just uh, a picture of Olena Terrell. Uh, Olena Terrell. Uh, that is correct. <laughs> uh, what's the home of House Lannister? And then I have, I have if you need uh, choices, I have choices. Uh, sure, go ahead. Casterly Rock. That's it, Casterly Rock. Yeah, that's right. Uh, all blank must die. Men. Yep, that is correct. Uh, who is this? And it's just a picture of Drogon? Drogon. That's right. Here's another who is this. You want to you wanna take a guess? Here, I'll try to explain it to you. It, How about you describe them? It's a young-looking guy with uh, what appears to be... I mean, it's not quite a pentagram, it's more like a sun with a bunch of things uh, on it, uh, sort of like stamped right in the middle of his head. Oh, that's uh, Lancel, uh, what's his name? Lannister. Lannister. Correct. Yeah. Oh, now there's an ad for, for Dr. Phil. Uh, how many dragon eggs does Daenerys take into the fire? Three. Correct. Whose brother is this? And it's just a, a picture of uh, Sansa's brother, whose name I can't remember. Uh, is it Rob? Yeah, I think so. Sansa, or uh, I mean, you could say there's a bunch of people's. You know, they're, they're, the the Starks like to fuck. Yes, they do. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, was Tyrion married before Sansa? Yes or no? Yeah. Yes, he was. That is correct. You're doing well so far. Uh, Arya is one of these assassins. The faceless men, the gold cloaks. Yeah, uh, faceless men. Yeah, you got it. Who hates Jon Snow? Is there just one that says everyone? <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Right. Um, uh, Samwell Tarly, Jamie Lannister, Rob Stark, Alistair Thorne. There you go, Thorne. Yeah, that's right. Thorne. Are there ice spiders on Game of Thrones? I don't know if there are on the show, but I think there are in the book. Well, according to this, it's no. Huh. Okay, so it's another who is this. So who is this? Uh, it's a bald guy looking uh, slightly concerned. Is it Davos? It's saying, my name is Lord Varys. Is it Varys? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh <laughs> how is King Robert killed? By a boar. That's right. A boar gores him. A boar gore. 
a Borgard. Boom, 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 boom. Who is this? And it's a it's a picture of a really uh, weird looking guy with a bunch of horns coming off his head, very icy. Uh, with with the Knights uh, King. Yeah, that's correct. <laughs> What's the sigil of House Greyjoy? It's the Kraken. Correct. Whose sister is this? And it's uh, Cersei Lannister. So who whose sister? Tyrion is and uh, Jamie Lannister. Yeah, it just Jamie's Tyrion's not on here. It just says Jamie, but yeah. Well, could also say who does she like to fuck? Jeez. Uh, a blank always pays his debts. Lannister. Yep. Uh, what is blank may never die. What is dead may never die. Yep. That's also right. Where is Oberyn from? He is from the uh, Kingdom of Dorne. That is correct. Who is Arya's dancing master? Ah, shit. What's that fucking guy's name? Is this is a multiple cho- yeah. choice? Yeah, they're all yeah. multiple choice. Yeah, give me the choice. I'll be able to get it with the multiple choice. Serio? Serio, Serio that's it. Serio. <laughs> Pharrell? Last fo- that's it, yep. Serio is correct. Uh, are there goblins on Game of Thrones? No. Correct. Uh, what's the name of Arya's sword? Needle. Yep. Oh, by the way, I want to point out before, because we're getting close to being done, but I want to point out before we're done, Carol and I uh, have decided to watch uh, Game of Thrones from the beginning. She rent, she actually rented it from the library, and... Uh, because she's never seen any of it before, so and I've uh, seen I've seen a lot of it. I wouldn't say all of it, but I've seen probably most of it uh, at this point in preparation for when we did the last season of of Game of Thrones. But it's really interesting to kind of go through and watch it like slower, let things sink in. Yeah. Uh, how is Walder Frey killed? Uh, by Arya, she stabs him, I believe. Yep, Arya cuts his throat. <laughs> Yeah. Where is Littlefinger from? The little fingers. Yeah. It just says the fingers, but yeah. Yeah. How many children does Cersei have? Oh shit, she's got one, two, three, I think. Well, she's pregnant as well, so she has four, I guess. But she has Tommen, um, Joffrey, and I can't remember the girls' names with an M. Zimbio apparently uh, takes a stand on where where life begins <laughs> because oh. because they they say three so yeah. so that that child she's pregnant with not hers yet. Thanks, Zimbio. Um, it. It's really really hard to describe this guy. This is another who is this? Um, it's uh, it, uh, it's Stannis. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. I don't know how else to describe him. Nice. What disease does Shireen want, or did Shireen once have? Grayscale. Correct. Uh, the night is blank and full of terrors. The night is dark and full of terrors. That's correct. Uh, big head cardboard cutouts. Oh wait, no, sorry. Uh, another <laughs> another ad. Uh, which hand does Jamie Lannister lose? I think it's his right hand. Correct. If not, I think I know the answer. Um, oh, I don't know who this is. This is going to be hard. Oh, no. I, I know the answer. 
but I'm not sure who this guy is. Uh, is this guy a Targaryen? It's a very old guy with white hair, balding. Yeah, 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 yeah. It is. It's Arian Targaryen, the maester from the uh, the Wall. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. That's who it is. I knew it was correct. I knew he was a Targaryen, but I couldn't remember his name. Uh, where does Arya go after leaving the Hound? She finally makes her way to uh, Bravos. That is correct. Where is Brienne from? Tarth. Right. Her name is literally Brienne of Tarth. Right. <laughs> uh, name one of Jon Snow's girlfriends. Egret. Yep. So they have Sansa on here, which is That's so weird because it's his sister. Well, half sister, I'm... but still. <laughs> Well, yeah, I guess I guess that's true. He does later sleep with his aunt. Yeah, that's true. How does Tormund get so strong? Oh, I don't know that one. He eats snow every day. What? Suckled a giant's teat as a child. Oh, yeah, giant's teat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a giant's suckle a giant's teat. That's why they call them giants. But anything. How is Summer killed? By the... She's a, she's executed by the hound, I think. Well, I don't know. Ned Ned does it, I believe. So it's here. We've got snow freezes him, eaten by polar bear. White skid him. He's not killed. Which one is summer? I don't know. I don't know if not killed then, because I think that's I don't know whose dog that is. Uh, it's the last question too. It's not right. White skid him. You got. Oh, you got 97%. It says, your throne, your highness. Great score. You've proven yourself worthy. But you didn't get 100%, so you should feel like a dumbass. No shit. Oh, but yeah, that was uh, that was the quiz. I thought it was... I thought it was kind of fun, uh, you know, we, we could do that every every once in a while. But I thought the Game of Thrones ones was, uh, was right up your alley. Yeah. So, now, before we get into our main topic, we will talk, or we will do our, our IMDB game. And then our advertisement. Yeah. We've had, we had some good feedback from doing it the different way this week. Okay. So, so you know, we'll try it again. Uh, people seem to. I, I had a couple of emails saying like, "Oh, you know, like it because they were they were people were excited that they were like, uh, oh, I got it before Mark did, or I got it before Mike did, you know, and they were like, uh, you know, like they could play along with us, so so they uh, they enjoyed that. So I, I, I get where you guys are coming from. So I will uh, I'll go first with mine. This is under uh, violence and gore. Oh, shit. <laughs> I should not have picked this one. There so, there is so many things that gives this stuff away. Uh, okay. So a main, one of the main characters sneaks up on a man uh, and a guard and repeatedly whacks the guard with a baton before breaking the man's arm with it and hitting him on the back of the knees so he falls. Universal soldier? No. Uh, let's see. Under clue number 2. Under profanity. <laughs> Douchebag is said once and they they star it out. <laughs> like like why? Where do they what letter do they star out? So it's D star 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 E B A G. 
Jeez. Uh, frequent use of shit, which is not, none of the rest of this is started out, by the way. Frequent use of shit, about 12 uses of fuck, motherfucker, and fucking. Not in a sexual context. Ass, damn, hell, dick, bitch, and bastard are also used. Dipshit and dickwad are used. Jeez. Uh, Beefs and Butthead to America? No. Uh, clue three. Uh, under, I'll give you both under alcohol, drugs, and smoking. A man in a bar is smoking a cigar, and then the, one of the main characters is shown smoking a cigarette in a couple of scenes. Uh, out of sight. No. Okay, so frightening and intense scenes. <laughs> the ending is very sad and emotional. Is that like intensity? I guess. Leaving Las Vegas. No. Uh, some in, some intense and often one-sided fights. The Punisher. No. The mouth stabbing scene may frighten some. I really have no no idea. Uh, Reservoir Dogs. No. Here's another uh, frightening and intense scene. A dog is killed, which may upset some animal lovers, and then in parentheses, uncut version only. Is this the Watchmen? No. Let's go to sex and nudity. Uh, In a scene in a mental institution, one of the character's breasts are highly visible beneath a very thin t-shirt. Huh. Cold monkeys? No. Uh, Let's see. One of the characters walks into a bar nude. No nudity is shown. Uh, A couple ladies look him up and down. Oh, okay. This is Terminator 2. Correct. (laughs) I like that that you got it uh, when the Terminator's dick was out. Oh my god, uh, my friend Matt is, uh, he's obsessed with the parts in, uh, the first two Terminators when you can, like, see their ball sacks. He's really, like, up to, up to state on that. <laughs> he's got, he's got that, uh, that conspiracy theory string, like, connecting ball sack to ball sack. Right, right. Oh. You see the continuity here in, in, in Schwarzenegger's scrotum, right. as he took some, as he took more steroids, it's gotten smaller. <laughs> Let's uh, see. Uh, clue number one. All right. The use of "goddamn" in this isn't actually saying the word, but a character says "god" and then takes a second or two break and says "damn." Hmm. Dogma. No. Okay. A character asks another if he believes in God. The character says, never met him, which is not sure if he doesn't or has never met him. The other character says, well, I do, and I love Jesus, too. Saved? No, that is a good movie, though. Yeah, I like that movie, too. Carol uh, introduced me to that movie. Two uses of the word dick. Many uses of hell, which are mostly referred to in the biblical sense. Constantine? No. Okay. In one scene, the main characters fall into a fissure. Hmm. 
Gate? <laughs> no. <laughs> Sorry, I, <laughs> the one clue was just like the worst. That's oh, okay. Uh, one of the characters tells another character, I want you inside me, in more of a jokey way, not in a suggestive or sexual way. Holy shit! Um, hmm. Oh, All of Me? With uh, Lily Tomlin? <laughs> no. No. And Martin, or no, not Martin Short, uh, Steve Martin. No. It's a good movie. One of the characters uh, wears an erotic, sexy, orange lingerie short dress. Sexy and erotic lingerie short dress. Orange. Huh. Mm, I don't know. Um. Wow, wow, I don't know. Um, oh, uh, from Dust Till Dawn? No. Okay. One of the characters asks a middle-aged woman if she is menstruating. The same character refers to a man as Dickless. The man doesn't notice what he says and goes on to what they were talking about and says, Is it true? The character says, Yes, this man has no dick. Which both of these are not noticeable if you aren't paying attention. At, at some point in this movie, because I think I know what movie it is now, at some point in this movie, they have a Oh, yeah. Okay. So I guess they do have a conversation about God. Now I remember, because they're talking about, like, the the end of days and, and stuff like that, right? So is, is it Ghostbusters? Yes. Okay. My next clue, which I made up, was going to be that it uh, has a very brief cameo by Ron Jeremy. It does. Very brief. <laughs> it's true. This man has no dick. <laughs> That's such a great line. Oh, all right. Well, that was another successful version of the IMTB game. Now, we will move on to an ad. Advertisement. So, this week, last week, we talked about... I'm just vamping for time because I didn't... (laughs) I Um, didn't check what it was again this week. I think it was the Donnie Darko podcast. That's correct, yes. It was the it was the podcast all about Donnie Darko. Oh, that was one of the best. That was one of the best like tangents I think we've gotten on in, in this show ever. <laughs> oh, Donnie Darko. Patrick Swayze was a pedophile. Oh my god! Yeah, he was. That's true. In the movie. Yeah. So. <laughs> and also in Dirty Dancing, because wasn't she like sixteen and he's yeah. like in his thirties? No kidding. Nobody puts baby in a corner. Come on now. Or was it? Were they not like having a romantic relationship? I, I don't remember that movie. No, they were definitely gonna fuck. And she was oh, like Lord. sixteen, and he was like thirty. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, the what we're doing this, what we're doing this week is uh, not something that has to do with pedophilia. I don't think. Uh, although every, I suppose they could if they wanted to do a documentary on pedophilia. But this is one of my favorite podcasts on the network, actually. Uh, it's Docs That Rock out of Ireland. It's uh, uh, Sharita Sheeds. You, you know them. 
They're uh, they're they're the best. Tracy and Sharita are are great, and uh, they, I love their show. They talk all about uh, documentaries, uh, you know, from from everywhere it's on Netflix and the theaters. They go to different award shows about, and stuff like that. What about mockumentaries? Maybe they should branch out into uh, this is Spinal Tap and uh, Best in Show and stuff like that. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely, but this is uh, Docs that rock. This is Docs That Rock with Tracy Ferguson and Sharita Darcy, a weekly podcast where we review the best documentaries on the planet. We watch separately and we review together. So if you love documentaries, this is the podcast for you. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. So that was Docs That Rock. Um... Google Mocks That Rock. Write that down. <laughs> there you go. Mocks That Rock. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll start that. Oh, Donnie Darko's The Rock. Um, so this this week, Mike and I saw the Between Two Ferns, the movie, available on Netflix for anyone that wants to watch it. Mike, what, what did you think of Between Two Ferns, the film? I mean, I thought it was all right. There were definitely some funny parts, but uh, it felt like it took my favorite part of the whole franchise, which was the interviews, and just really cut them down quite a bit. And then the rest was like kind of like a sprawling, not really quite focused uh, road, like uh, comedy. Sometimes I hate agreeing with you so much. I mean, like we have we have similar personalities and and kind of like we have similar tastes and things. And sometimes I think to myself, uh, you know, the show might be more interesting if we disagreed more. But I had the exact same thought through much of the movie. And I'm going to guess that a lot of people are going to share that thought as well. But, like, I had the same thought of you as you because, you know, they're going through, like, they're go- the premise of the movie is that they're going on the road. He's got to find 10 celebrities to interview over the next two weeks in order to get his own, his own uh, you know, talk no, show. True. Yeah, that's all it's- he's ever wanted. Hey, can I say that at this point, I'm just very over uh, Will Ferrell. Oh, yeah, me too. Well, he's playing, he actually does, uh, I think it's him, and I think uh, Adam McKay are the two owners of Funny or Die. I could yeah. be wrong. Yeah, but um, so he actually is, he's actually playing himself because he's one of the owners of Funny or Die. Um, but he's like, oh, I'm, I'm cocaine. He's like, yeah, okay, we get it. You're a wacky, you know, character. You're, you're, you're wacky. We get it. Yeah, I, I mean, like, I like Will Ferrell in some things, but yeah, it's too, I think he could have, he could have played a little, a little more restrained, a little differently, and I didn't laugh at any of, of his parts, honestly. No, 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 no. But yeah, I had, I had the same thought as, as you about the interview stuff, because, you know, they're going from place to place looking for people to interview, but we don't spend much time on the interviews at all, so we might see one question or two questions from a subject, and then we're we're moving on with the movie. And yeah, and then there's like um, there's usually it's like maybe three to six minutes on the Between Two Ferns show, mm-hmm. and this is like you said, it's like one question, and it's like, and they have like the same kind of gag, where it's like, oh looky, wrote his name down wrong, which I think is funny, and the variants are funny in this movie, but it's just like, what I really want to see are like you know, if 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 this is just like. Ten interviews slapped together. I would go. I would be more than happy to see that. I don't necessarily want to see it in like a fictional kind. Of, I don't want to see the world outside of Between Two Ferns. Yeah, the, and that's the thing is the world outside of Between Two Ferns is not super interesting to me. 
And, and, yeah, and he's like, oh, he's really obsessed with his ferns, and it's yeah, no one, it's not interesting. And and the other characters that were brought in, uh, you know, Carol Hatch, his his producer, Cam, the camera guy, and then I can't remember the name of the the sound girl, but uh, the three, you know, the three other characters that were brought in, it's like. Th- it doesn't. It doesn't do anything for me. I mean, like their no. their characters weren't super compelling. Like none of their characters were super compelling. None of them got very much like character development. Even Zach Galifianakis's character doesn't really get much character development, other than the fact that you know I want this network show, and that's it. Yeah, I mean, there's. It's just a very thin premise for a movie. I mean, obviously, there's like a great. A bunch of great classical movies like that, like James Silent Bob Strike Back is mm-hmm. like a road movie where, you know, I mean, but it doesn't get boring. Like, the characters are fun. Like, I mean, really the strength is the interviewing and, like, the character that Zach Galifianakis, which is just, like, a character of himself, is, like, this really kind of uh, awkward person, you know, that just has no, like, filter, which we see a little bit of, I mean, in the few mm-hmm. little interviews we see. Yeah, and, you know, so one of the, like, you were talking about how they, like, he does the name wrong and everything. Uh, you know, it's like a little, like a little sight gag thing. Um, one of them that he did that I, that I actually thought was really funny was (laughs) the Benedict Cumberbatch thing. So I have heard, I've heard this joke. This joke's basically been driven into the ground because I've heard people make this joke about his name and like saying his name wrong and, and stuff so often, but and this is the brilliance of what Zach Galifianakis can do sometimes. <laughs> Zach Galifianakis has got a piece of paper that ostensibly has Benedict Cumberbatch's name on it. And he's trying to read it. He looks like the words are attacking him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that was a really funny uh, scene. And that's what sells it. Like, that's the, the thing that he put into it that most people don't that that sold that joke. And I was like, okay, that's new and fresh. That's something different from a, you know, like a, it's almost become a trope. Benedict Cumberbatch's name is weird and hard to say, but you know, that added something new to it. And I was like, okay, I like that. And then the other joke that I had to pause the movie because I was laughing so hard was when he was talking to chance, the rapper, and he's like, do you have any siblings? And he says, yeah, I have, a, I have a, a younger brother who's also a rapper. And he goes, is his name Community Chest the Rapper? Yeah, yeah, that was funny. I don't know why, but that struck me as so funny. And, and I I couldn't stop laughing, so I had to pause the movie. And I, that was that's sort of kind of towards the beginning-ish of the film. And I was like, okay, yeah. maybe this... Maybe this will exceed my expectations, but then it never really quite gets there. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't terrible, but I mean, again, it was like more like a very kind of thin premise for a movie. It's like, yeah, I, I would, I would have loved to see you know ten new interviews. That would have been fine, even if it was like an hour long. I, mm-hmm. mean, I, I love the between. I would have you know between two ferns is great. Yeah, I you know I, I like the show a lot too, and this, like you said, the strength of the show is sort of the, you know, the characterization of, like, you know, this guy's clueless, he doesn't really know much about uh, celebrities, he doesn't care, it, like, it, it, it's like bringing them down a peg, too, so, you know, it's sort of, like, satisfying, you know, on that, on that level as well, but the rest of this is a very bog-standard 
road trip movie, you know, and, and it would be, I think it would have been okay. It would have been better. Like the sh- the movie wasn't terrible. I didn't hate the movie. It was it was somewhat humorous throughout. There were somewhat funny parts. Yeah, there were definitely there were definitely funny parts throughout it. But I think it would have been better if the interviews were longer. Like they were more. The interviews were more like the the central focus of the movie, and the road trip aspect of it was the really cut down part. That would have you know that would have. Because this movie was very, this movie was structured very traditionally. There was there was a very clear first act, a very clear second act, a very clear third act. There's the point where you know the heroes at the their lowest, everyone's fighting, and you know they they break up and and think it sounds think, seems like things will will never be right again, and then they come back together and then they succeed and and all that stuff. It's a very traditional traditionally written story and plot. But it's just and and that can and that's 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 typical for a comedy because you want sort of a simple, very easy to follow narrative for a comedy as a framework to hang a bunch of very funny jokes on. But the kind of jokes that they do the best are in the interviews, and that's the the smallest part of the movie. Right. Now there is one part I I, I had this thought <laughs> when I was watching the movie. And I so wish they'd done this. I don't do. I don't think of things like this often. But <laughs> there, at one point, you know, Zach Galifianakis is running out of money to fund this road trip that he's doing with his friends. So instead of staying in a hotel, they go to uh, an abandoned campground. And I had this idea in my head. They have one more person to interview, which turns out to be Peter Dinklage. But um, they go to this campground, and I thought to myself, this will be the greatest movie ever if for the last 20 minutes it just turns into a slasher film. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. With, with like, Jason Voorhees just murdering all of... uh, all of the people that he's with, the producer and, and the, the camera guy and everything. And then Jason is the last interviewer or the last, <laughs> last interviewee. He just like interviews. Him. I would have loved that. And I think that would have totally made the movie. They don't do that, but, no. but I thought that would have been great. Cause I could just see him sitting down there after he's killed everyone. Like the, like the last part of the movie, the last scene, like the last, you know, scene of the film is like, some dude in a hockey mask sitting there with a bloody knife in his hand and Zach Galifianakis is being like, um, so you, uh, you know, something about his mom or something like that, you know, like, I mean, they, they could write, uh, you know, some, so that they, they would have been hilarious if they would have done something like that. Yeah. They had a, like an idea for a long time. I thought it'd be funny for like a sketch would be like a, um, like a talk show host interviewing like the brothers of like a, you know, movie, like uh, serial killers, like, you know, Ted Kruger. Ted Kruger. Because if you see that, like when they're like, "Oh, my my family member is a serial killer," or that sort of thing. <laughs> I love it. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, Jack Voorhees. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, that's good. Oh, so, I mean, you know, it, if you want to check the film out, 
you know, it's, if you've got Netflix, it's not costing you anything. It's short. It's like, I think it's like a, an hour 20 or something like that. Yeah, it's not very long. It's, it's, yeah, it's pretty breezy. Um, but it's, like I said, I mean, I didn't, I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. You know, I was just like, eh, it's, you know, it's fine. There were some parts that were good. Most of it was just sort of very standard fare. But the, there were a couple uh, pretty funny lines, uh, you know. But it just yeah, Zach Galifianakis is very funny. Like, like his yeah. like, kind of wacky, like off the wall comedy. Some of the best parts were at the very end in the in the end credits. I don't know if you saw it. Yeah, yeah, that that was funny. The outtakes. Yeah, that's like uh, that. Oh, Paul Rudd does have a very funny line where he asks he asks Paul Rudd if he's uh, uh, if he practices Judaism, and he says, "I don't practice it." And then there's a long pause, and he goes, I perfected it. <laughs> yeah, that was good. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, I mean, so, you know, and, and that's the thing is those, those parts and those things, those interactions are funny, but we don't get to see, we don't get to see much of it because of the framework right. of the story, the way the, the way the story is built. And it's just, like you said, it, it, you can't get around the fact that this dude having a North Carolina public access show, it's just not that interesting. Although I will say, I almost forgot the the station manager, uh, Cheryl. Yeah. With those big teeth. That is the best North Carolina. And I believe Zach Alphanakis is from North Carolina. It's better yeah. than his accent. That's the yeah. best North Carolina accent I've ever heard in my <laughs> life. Because that is exactly what what most people sound like from North Carolina. Yep. Oh, it was, it was fantastic. Uh, but yeah. yeah, it was, it was okay. I mean, if you miss it, you're not really missing out on anything. There's right. The very brief snippets of interviews. Were, I mean, they're all in the preview pretty much. Mm-hmm. I would, I would suggest just going and watching between two ferns, the show on funnier time. Yeah, it's very funny. Because that, you know, that's uh, a humorous uh a humorous show and it's honestly it's better than uh than this movie. Right. But that is our episode for the week. Uh I don't know, do all the stuff that that uh, we'd love you to do. Tell friends for sure. If you tell more friends about the show, then more people will listen to the show, the more popular we become and the sooner we can take over Disney and the world. Yep. Uh, and if you want merch from the show, you can go to bigheadsmedia.com, go to the shop, look for Massive Late Fee or Retro Late Fee, because the Retro Late Fee's got merch too. Uh, you can check out, we got shirts, we've got women's shirts. We're going to have um, cell phone cases and, and mugs and stuff like that pretty soon. But, you know, I think the shirts. Banana sh- hammocks. Exactly. <laughs> the shirts are only like 15 bucks. They, uh, you know, they're, so they're pretty, they're pretty reasonably priced. And uh, you can check those out, uh, you know, there at BigHeadsMedia.com. Yep. All right. Have a good day. We will see you next week. Bye. See you next time.